And three, two. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. Hello, future people, and you are again listening to Getting Tabled with your host. He hasn't had Captain Crunch, the Bruce. No, I've never had Captain Crunch because we have breakfast cereal, not sugar, for breakfast over here. It is a breakfast cereal. It just happens to be made of like fiberglass and crack and like tears up the roof of your mouth as you eat it. And you're like, ow, my mouth hurts as you're pouring a second bowl. I'm confused. Are you trying to convince me to have this or not? Because you're supposed to be convincing me it's good. But you make it sound it horrible. Right. It just destroys your mouth. I mean, it's good. I'll have to take so. your word for that. There is like specialty shops where you can get US cereals over here. But by the time that I was old enough to know where these shops were, um, I was kind of a bit over children's cereal. I've had Frosties. Which Wait, is like you're over children's cereal? Cornflakes covered in sugar and sugar and sugar. That's not a thing. You don't get over children's cereal. I mean, that's part of the reason why you have kids is so you can have an excuse to buy children's cereal. Sure, let's go with that theory. <laughs> let's. <laughs> Speaking of theories, I don't have any. Well, you maybe we should or noteworthy information. That one, especially about recent or important events. So and, it's been an uh, interesting week. Um, lots of ha- lots has been happening. So much has been happening that I haven't been paying attention to it. <laughs> well, the big True news story. for this week, of course, is. Uh, Lumineth is releasing a box uh, for Games Workshop. So this is very similar to the Sisters of Battle box set that we had last December, where it's priced up to wazoo. Um, keep in mind that you're looking at an Australian link oh, on that. I, I was about to crap myself, Bruce. <laughs> so DLs is releasing with a box of 16 miniatures. And in Australia, that's going to cost you $310. Uh, I don't know what it's costing in the US. I don't know if you could try changing the thing. Okay, so we're getting screwed again. No, nothing unusual. Um, yeah. Look, the, these miniatures have definitely been love or hate. There's been very little middle ground in most of the community on these. I actually quite like them. They're not an army I'm ever going to buy. I'm not really huge on elves. Um, but they're, they're pretty miniatures. And the first yeah. new sculpts of cavalry that I think we've had. I could be wrong. So I did see a post earlier today in one of the uh, Warhammer groups I'm in on Facebook, and it's 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 a special character uh, sculpt, but it's literally like a vertical rock holding the the mini onto the base. I mean, we're talking like the most precarious of of break points. So, I saw that post too, actually. I don't know if that was one of these though. It was. It was. It was. It was very much one of these. It's... So. It's from this army, but I don't think it's somebody from this box set because there's nobody in this box no, set that's no, set up it, like it, that. It's not, yeah, no, it's not. They're not in this box set. It is a different. Um, if only there was like a website that had everything listed. We could. Oh wait. Yeah. So um, for those that are wondering what we're talking about, there's a miniature that is standing on a rock that is balancing on like a triangle-shaped rock that is then balancing on other rocks. And there's a connection point that's like this small. Now, it is plastic, so but it's going to be very precarious. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, in Australia, the box set that we're talking about, the original one we were talking about, sorry, 
so three hundred and ten dollars divided by sixteen is nineteen dollars and thirty seven cents each. So they're tw- they're basically twenty dollars a mini, which is that's excessive. That, that's no granted. Well, so so we have to break it down a little more here too, though, Bruce. You are getting a rule book. You are getting you know the faction book. Uh, looks like you're getting the uh, the army deck uh, set of dice. Which okay, that's that's not much of a value add. A little a little close combat measuring tool, not much of a value add, and some tokens. So yeah. the core rule book, the core rule book, and the the faction book. I think that's a those are good value adds. So I'm looking at my price of 185. You you figure 40 bucks for both those books that puts you at 145. If you up it a little bit towards 60 bucks, it's 125 for the for the minis. Th- that seems to be on par. I think once you take into account the two books, yeah, pretty much. Uh, 185 US dollars is 270 Australian dollars. Um, so the, so we're being ripped off by about forty bucks, which is yeah better. On it's, top of that's actually yeah. better than the Sisters of Battle one was, quite frankly. Really? Yeah. Okay. We were getting ripped off by like eighty or ninety bucks. I don't remember the exact price difference. We did discuss it at the time, but it was a while ago. Okay. Uh, next, uh, something you're probably pretty excited about. Green Goblin has shown up. This is not the first time we've seen the Green Goblin mini. Um, for an event last year that skips my mind, you know, when we still had events, um, we saw like a distant shot of this, but we've got a nice close-up shot of the Green Goblin from Marvel Crisis Protocol on his Goblin Glider. He's very much sculpted after the comics and not the movies. I will admit, I wouldn't mind seeing one from the movie. Uh, I actually, I feel like I'm one of the only people that likes that costume. <laughs> I definitely so- like that. Yeah, well, no, Defoe uh, kill, killed that part. Uh, I, I liked the concept of the armor. I liked the concept of the um, the glider. I didn't like the concept of the pumpkin bombs, where they were just like little grenades. I I, I thought they could be yeah. a little something something extra. Um, so. Uh, it does look cool. The glider, of course, looks spot on for just either either Very the, the so. book. book or, yeah, it's just, it's it's a great looking mini. <clears throat> Excuse me, there. The way that the smoke um, has been sculpted really, really works for it too, because you can see yeah. you can see how it's kind of come up and turned in the air. Yeah, for sure. Um, I next, suspect that yeah. those pumpkin bombs are going to be separate pieces. Mm, just a guess. Possibly. I can almost guarantee it. Or at least well, part of it so, will be. So, uh, yeah. Um, th- now these are plastic. Yes. Yes. Or- hard plastic. Okay. Yep. So, so yeah, they probably there's some part, some assembly is required. Oh yeah. Um, I'm saying yeah, the pumpkins may may need to be assembled in for sure. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if at least part of the pumpkin was not connected to the hand, uh, which means that we'll then get to listen to complaints about it for weeks on end, uh, like anything else. Uh, but moving on. TT Combat have released some French city terrain. So this is definitely more aimed at your historical gamer side of things. So this is very much World War II-esque and so on and so forth. Yeah, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, there's the, uh, looks like every, everything that they have listed, you know, on the page for the most part, uh, put together in, in one little, you know, corner thing. And it, it looks very pretty. It's a really nice... The buildings can all be connected together to become one giant structure, and it's gorgeous. Uh, the mm-hmm. thing I like, I really like that fountain, because that fountain, I mean, it is definitely French-esque, but that could fit into any city board you wanted. It, it could fit into uh, 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 modern Gothic, uh, fantasy, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. Um, I'm actually yeah, curious. No, I just... 
to see if there is a bundle for these. I don't think there is. Um, probably not yet if they've just released yeah. them. Um, you're looking at uh, £9, £12, £14. It's all fairly... The fountain's only £4. Like, it's all very, very affordable. TT Combat almost always is, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Iron Labyrinth that I never... I didn't properly record because I was still trying to figure everything out. I mean, it was was it twenty five pounds, and it, that's a lot of terrain in that. So, uh, yeah. w- once I'm once I'm done with that, uh, uh, what's that called? Painting competition, I, and I can start mo- moving on and focusing on other things. Yeah, I need uh, to get that, on that. Hey, I'm I at least have uh, my I at least have my base done, so I I can start focusing on dots and and the weapons at least. I have more to do than I have time to do. It's been a very hard few weeks over here. <laughs> Moving on, though, um, Traders Galaxy, which is the guys behind the Bot Wars game that we've talked about a few times lately, have a couple of things that's happened recently. Firstly, there's some older sculpts that they're releasing as 3D printable files at a much cheaper price, obviously. Um, there is a... One of the factions is called Democracy, which is definitely not the G.I.J., there's another one that is called Snake Corpse, which is definitely not Cobra. Um, there's a whole series of stuff that's coming out for those guys as well. And then there's a uh, Atlantean uh, Thanos. Yes. <laughs> um, there's also a army deal going on at the moment for the Beast Lords, which is definitely not the Dinobots. Um, this is the first time we've seen a couple of those sculpts um, available to buy. And some of the sculpts from the Kickstarter for the Overlords are on pre-order as well. So there's a couple of gators there, which are very reminiscent of the Transformers. How familiar are you with the animated movie? Uh, you mean Rodimus Prime? Like, uh, yes, acting like a yeah. Okay, so underwater, there's the scene where Cup gets pulled apart by the giant tentacle monster. That is definitely reminiscent of the giant tentacle, or tentacle, as they're calling them. And when they do the Barwee, Granup, Winniebub, I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry, Transformer fans, um, scene at the water the first time, they're very reminiscent of those Gatorbots. I mean, they're not pure copy, but that's very, very clearly what they're inspired by. So yeah, there's okay. been a few things on that on that regard. Yeah, no, the stuff looks good. Um, I, I I I would be interested. I I just I have too much going on. I don't know. You have no idea what I'm talking about that though. With that though, right? I mean, no, not no such thing as too much, right? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No, 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 definitely not. I have more games if, if, than I have. If, if, if I point, if I point just right, you can see my stack of shame there behind my head. You can't see my stack of shame. Oh, actually, you can see part of it. Uh, if I point there is a brand new box that hasn't been touched for about a month and a half, which is my giant rat demony guy thingy. I can't remember what they're called. Vermin Lord. Um, uh, the terrain portal things I have in a box, they are not touched either. My whatever the permanent spell things are called, I've got those that are not touched. I have a brand new box of necromunda models that haven't been touched uh yeah but moving on this next one's weird this caught my eye because i've never really seen anybody try to do this before i'm not saying it's new i'm sure somebody has somebody's created a game that you play via text message it's a role-playing game 
the example they use here, it very much feels like it's um, thriller, not so much horror, but definitely thriller side of things. Uh, the example on this is that it's called Alice Goes Missing. Also, Alice is Missing. And so it's a role-playing mm. game that you play with your friends via text message. So everything that you do in-game has to fit within text messages. Um, I kind of so like this question, idea. That's kind of cool. Um, my question is, does everyone have to have a copy to play? That's a very good question. I would imagine... So I haven't actually watched the How to Play video. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine that the DM is going to need a copy. Um, oh, that's, that's fantastic. I hear my pager going off. Hang on one second, Bruce. So while he's away, so basically it's kind of set up very similar to a party game, uh, like a murder mystery type thing. Um, at the start, every player will record a secret voicemail, which is to be played at the end of the game, uh, because obviously one of the players is the person that's responsible for whatever it is that's going on. Um and at the end of it, it all gets revealed and so on and so forth. But, yeah, it's they've made it available on Roll20, though I will be quiet on my opinions on that website. Uh, there's a $10 PDF version available. Uh, I didn't even notice that, but that's actually good. It's just, it's very unique. Um, yeah. I, kind of, I like new ideas. I mean, this is really interesting that there's a PDF physical, like there's there's three different versions and two of them, well, I guess one of them doesn't even exist technically because, you know, it's a digital file. So Yeah, which means I could print it out tomorrow and just, yeah, it's really, really easy. Huh. It, it is an interesting idea. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't uh, like to spend all yeah. of our time on Kickstarters, but like I said, it's just... When it comes to, because the next two things are both terrain things, and we seem to talk about terrain every second every second day. Um, everybody's doing terrain. Everybody's doing games at the moment. Everybody's trying to release skirmish stuff. Uh, there's a new skirmish game released every three seconds. It feels like sometimes, but that's yeah. it's a role playing game. I mean, new role playing games are a thing, but I've not personally seen one that's actually specifically designed to work via text message. So yeah, no, that, cool that, idea. Uh, the other. The other thing that I, th I think is very interesting, um, July 2020, you get the PDF version. Physical, you get November yeah. 2020. So the the digital. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting that there's there's two different. We can actually now, play so, this. You and I can actually yeah. play this with Casey. And we get JP on it, too. It'd be expensive. Yeah, so the <laughs> what? You could do it over uh, Facebook Messenger. Oh, true. Actually, that's, that's a that's, good point. That's texting. So... It yeah. kind of reminds um, so me of the role-playing games that used to get played on forums back in the day. Right. Which was 100% so, so, a thing. Do you remember forums? Yeah, so, I do. Uh, here, here's the other interesting thing. A $300 pledge, you can play with the creator. Yeah, that was... Yeah. I definitely can't afford that sort of pledge. Um, but yeah. somebody would be very happy with that, I suspect. So, next, uh, Troublemaker Games, uh, Post-Apocalyptic Town STL set. So, here, here's a little bit of a... What's the what's the word? I mean, why why do you need to kickstart uh, files? Uh, if they're already sculpted, then all you need is money to get paid for them. I guess. 
Right. So, but yeah, there's a lot yeah, of these going on at the moment. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, where are we looking here? So 10 pounds for 15. So, and it, it's STL files only. So you're paying like 20, yeah. 30 bucks for something. And then you have to have a lot two two to $500 piece of equipment in order to effectively use these files. Yeah, pretty much. This appears I mean, to be their fourth Kickstarter. Yeah. Fourth Kickstarter um yeah so I'll, I'll 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 say this i'm getting a little tired of seeing yeah oh i'm getting a little tired of seeing kickstarters for terrain of just the stl files you have to download and then print yourself yeah why does i mean if you've got the files and you're looking for you know i mean you got to sell them so why are you doing a kickstarter it's yeah. i don't know i to me, my impression tends to be that this is an easy way to get attention on the product, um, which if you don't have much in the way of backing, it's kind of hard to get people looking at it. Uh, the sure. other one is very common because most of these ultimately end up going to Patreon at the end of the day, mm -hmm. usually at a, at a higher price. Um, but they need they need to have people talking about their product before anybody's yeah. going to buy it, I suppose. It, it's... It's definitely a thing. Um, the thing I liked about this, this one in particular, is this one's very, very corrugated irony. Uh, it very, like, it's very, it's the most Mad Max feeling thing I've seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like it's fairly modular too, to where, you know, you can make your Quonset huts as long as you want. Yeah, pretty much. As short as you want, stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's terrain. It's Oh, there's a blunder dome. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 I had never noticed that. Dumb. But yeah, look, I just thought it was interesting. Um, I'm not trying to do... There's a mini called Bin Face, which is totally not Ned Kelly. Um, I'm trying not to do yeah. 3D printing stuff all the time, but when I find something that's out of the ordinary, then I try to share it where I can. Next uh, on this one is the... Uh... This next one, scenery. this got my attention first thing this morning, and I was like, oh my, yeah, yeah, I, I, I really like this. Yeah, um, this looks, this actually looks really good. Yeah, so this is a modular system um, that you can either back to get physically or as a 3D printable file. Um, there's no paper, there's no cardboard. It's all tempered hardboard, the physical version of this. It's all pre-painted, so there is no painting. All you have to do is put it together. Yeah. Um, they're all available. It's basically flat pack stuff with unique clips. They just click together. The clips look like they're part of the building. So if you're looking at the pictures there, the brickworks on the corners is actually part of the yep. clips. Um, there and is where everything stacks together, I would assume, then. Yes. Yep. Uh, there's scatter terrain for, like, air conditioning ducts and bins and fences and so on and so forth. Fire um, escaping ladders. Yeah. Th th this is really cool looking stuff right here, I think. Yeah. Th there's... Um, I am very, very tempted by this. I would not be going for the printed version. So, I mean, I won't be going for the physical. I would be going for the 3D printed one. Um, but... Oh, and there's a ruins version as well. So you yeah. could actually use this for 40k if you wanted to. And chain link fence. That's I think that's really cool. You don't see a lot of fence, no, you, you know, don't. terrain options. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, they do have a playmat, so it's a neoprene playmat in their add-ons, which is which, which priced to... fairly okay-ish. 
Well, I have to laugh at this because they've it's a six foot by four foot. And yeah, what is the largest game in the world done? They've they've moved away from the six foot by four foot. Yeah, I know, but realistically, it's not the only game that's out there. Uh, it's actually double sided as well, though. So on one side it's a city right. board, and on the other it's asphalt. Asphalt? Yeah, asphalt. I'm sorry, it's what asphalt? That too. Uh, there's also a three by three mat for those of us that would like to play. Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, oh, no, it's 4x4. Four four. Never mind. Um, and you can buy signs and that individually. There's sidewalks and all of that sort of... I really, really like this one. This is probably my favourite of the day. <coughs> Excuse me again. Yeah, no, as, as far as a terrain uh, Kickstarter goes, that, looks, that actually looks really good. Um, the fact that it gives you a couple different options as far as, you know, actually getting a physical copy or getting it to where you can make it yourself for cheaper. So, um, yeah. Um, is that it? News-wise, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot going on, but it's all centered around a certain game's new edition that's about to come out, which we might talk about a little later. Um, otherwise, yeah, that's kind of it. All right, That's well, the issue with everything that. being closed right now is that there's only so many stuff they can talk about, I suppose. Right, yeah. So let's do... Oh, wait, this one. Dream, blue, crying, paint. What have you been up to, George? Uh, well, uh, if you if you pay attention to the YouTubes, I have uh, put up the second video of me working on the base coat for my uh, Shaltari. I don't know if you've seen it. Let me let me turn around here real quick. I haven't seen it since last episode. I haven't seen it since last episode. So I don't know how much. I mean, I, uh, this light is washing out so much. Let me see if I can. I was doing the same thing last time. Yeah, it still shows. Yeah, so that's actually showing a lot better than it did last time. It's actually stronger. yeah, yeah. So I got another, another, got another couple co coats on it. Um, I, 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 so this is the Vallejo. Um, and it's it's very interesting how it reacts with the uh, undercoating. I can definitely see why the Vallejo instructions specifically say do a black undercoat because anything uh, lighter than gray, it just it doesn't work that well. And I just have this very slight shimmer metallic color yeah. on the white section. But as opposed to the green said, stuff world that actually did work the other way. So yes and no, because I never, I never did a white with it. I only did a silver. So the green stuff world may do the same thing with a white base coat. I just never did it. I just, so this is my first time doing the, the white gray to black gradient undercoat and then putting a color shift on. So uh, that being said, I'm still really happy with how it's turned out. Uh, next is to do the silver for the weapons, uh, figure out what color I'm going to do the, uh, the, uh, the, I don't know what the, it's, it was, it's green in the illustration in the books, the, the little like the dome thing, you know, what part, yeah, the little dome parts. I need to figure out what color I'm going to do those, but I do know what I'm doing for the dots um i linked the uh that scale 75 uh red kit yeah so as the dots move in from from the respective position it's going to start at yellow and it's going to move into the darker as it goes in on the ship oh okay so you're gonna make it look like they're transitioning as well nice that's a cool idea so so i don't know how well you can see it but you see how the dark dots start on the outside edge it's gonna start yellow there and then go next color next color next color on each piece and then you know same on the disc and all, all, all the way in until you know i have dots done 
So you'll be finished sometime b- before Christmas. Uh, that's my goal. Yes. Um, that being said, the dreadnought, uh, that's going to take a while to get done. Uh, the cruisers and, uh, Corvettes, I should be able to get, uh, whipped out pretty quick. So, uh, I will probably start on those so that I can really get the, the colors down. Um, and, and, and I, and I'm excited for this for, for two reasons. One, it gave me a reason to order scale 75, uh, and get that red set. I also have the blue set coming. I just got to track down the green set and then I'll have like a good, you know, palette of colors to choose from very good quality dropper paints. Uh, two, it'll actually allow me to actually try out my wet palette that I really haven't used much because I haven't been painting much, unfortunately. So, yep, I'm right there with you on that one. So, but now, now here comes my next, my next quandary. So, uh, as you see, all this God Tear and the Cthulhu Death May Die, those are all miniatures. They're all yep. unpainted miniatures. Yep. Now, now, Grant, they are different colored plastic and stuff like that, so you don't technically have to paint them. But... There is an easy way around it. If you like, what I'd probably do is maybe just stick to a basic color scheme and then just wash it because mm-hmm. it it's not competitive like just something so that it looks like it's painted yeah what what i may do um since i you know uh went through and researched and found some good um airbrush uh you know close to the the medium that games workshop did for their uh, contrast paints is i may just prime them airbrush them that and just go through and try to contrast paint them as well as i can yeah that could work that could work um that being said you know uh i i think like uh the the cthulhu ones um i should i should have left it out because it actually is a really cool looking uh mini the cthulhu it's got so many pits and so much texture it could really um really showcase how well the contrast paint works but then there's so many other different things that i it might be too busy for contrast i don't know um so your other option with that because it's just a board game what you mm-hmm. could look at doing maybe is picking a color for the good guys and picking a color for the bad guys and just kind of grayscale-ish in those colors. Yeah. Um, yeah. That way it's five minutes work per mini, uh, but it still looks like it's done. Just an idea. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it's something I could have the kid work on too and, you know, have him work yeah. on painting skills. I mean, it is a board game, so... It, just dry brush it after, so- after the washes are dry. Yeah, you know, some paint on it would look just ten times better than um, uh, what am I trying to say? Just plastic. So, um, so yeah, that, that's the daunting task that I also have ahead of me. Considering that um, there's the two other games that I have uh, fully backed. Uh, that the the other Simon uh, Ankh one, I'm going to have so many minis to paint if I if I do do that. Yeah, and you're so, about to get even more. What do you, what, huh? What? Well, Super Fantasy Brawl is not that far away now. Yeah, yeah. It was Super Fantasy Brawl uh, literally around the door. Let's see. Um, we just We're had looking an update at like on a that. month and a half at this point at the most, maybe. It, at um, the most. I, I want to say. Our first game uh, of that, they're going to be unpainted. It's just going to yeah. be the way it is. Um, so, yeah, the, the most recent update was three days ago. There is a video uh, of of how to play it. There's been a, um, uh, what's that word, simulator uh, version of the game that you've been able to play digitally, but um, it, it's a quick walkthrough. Uh, nothing about the shipping, uh, except everything is uh, still on schedule. So, um, very soon. Yeah, which is, it's it's positive but that that's that's it basically it's it's positive news mm-hmm. yeah so uh 
we're both we've both been looking forward to that since we backed it and be honest since we're both getting the same level pledge i mean that's something that we could very seriously like you know actually play against each other and not have to like worry about proxying and or having two armies or something like that because it's a it's it's uh, not to say that i'm i i give you up on many games you know like draw fleet and stuff like that but i'm liking these minis board games because it's just it's there you don't have to go by you know all those other things you know it's just it's it's there so um i worked on a an unboxing video today obviously i think i mentioned that if not uh you did uh, but no right so uh keep your eyes open for that um and that's just you know stuff to happen of you know do that you know and and do some games of it uh we'll we'll have a little competition who does a better unboxing video bruce you or me since we're going to be unboxing the same thing here (laughs) show one up (laughs) uh what have you been uh not hobbying on well, the big hobby thing that I've done lately has been a huge hobby thing, which is the table I'm sitting at. Um, it's been talked about for months at this point. Uh, I do have photos that I've taken of the entire process. I'm going to try and do a write-up on it for the website. Um, but, yeah, like the, the big thing I've spent my time on lately is getting this desk done, and it is done, and I'm very happy with it. If I turn my camera around... It's all like all of the screens are mounted. Got my sound bar and everything, but I'm all I'm very very happy with how it turned out. It's not perfect, um, but that's that's okay. Uh, it just there's a couple of character elements in there that are still quite nice. One of which is a mark right there. Yeah, um, ha- so that's having, been having an actual. Well, I was it's, say, it's something an actual, that takes like, time. De- dedicated bench. Yeah, uh, I mean, look how long it took me to get my bench set up. Well, this has been a problem for me since the moment I moved in. Even Because yeah. even in the old house, I didn't really have much of a space because it was just at the computer desk, which was tiny. So th- this this solves several problems for me. Um, so if I wasn't playing D&D later today, I'd be able to paint. Did you, see the, did you see the post that I definitely didn't do? It was definitely somebody else about what what the podcast expects me to finish by the end of this week. No, I did not. I'll, I'll bring it up. There was a status that the, the podcast posted a couple of days ago with pictures of the desk, which says, with his, de- with his PC desk and hobby table now complete, the Bruce has one less excuse to get hobby done. We therefore demand that he paints an almost entire army of Skaven, a ton of marble, and those Eldar and Warcry minis he hasn't touched yet before the end of the week. Get to work, Bruce, or it's the or it's a bootin for you. Oh, well, that's pretty self-deprecating of you. I do that regularly. <laughs> I never um, share my own hobby stuff without giving without having a go at myself. It's just the way yeah, that I am. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the downside I mean, of that is. <sighs> It, there's a strong possibility that I'm not going to finish my pledge for the um, painting competition before it finishes. I, I don't see how I'm going to get it done. I'm definitely going to try um, and obviously submit what is finished, but um, mm-hmm. I think you might win this by default, as opposed to me winning it by default originally because you hadn't entered. Right, yeah. Well, I, I, I've done that, and I have a base coat, and I'm ready to start doing all the dots. Yeah. All of the dots. So you, you could still win if, you know, I can't get, you know, all the dots done. Because if if, if your detail is further along than my dots, you know, it's, I mean, there's so many dots. Get so to work. Tied on incomplete. You know, hush, JP. <laughs> 
I, I'm starting to dislike this uh, Patreon access now with the, the peanut gallery comments. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move into game talk and yeah, have game a little talk. bit of a chat? Talk nerdy to me. Speaking of progress on Drop Zone Commander, my progress has not moved anywhere in about a year and a half. It's all still unpainted, sitting in a pile somewhere. Um, so we I, kind I of alluded a, to this earlier. Oh, you've got a yeah. Yep. Well, I, well, I was just going to say I, I I did have a fully completely painted fleet, and then I stripped all the paint off it to repaint it. Yes. So that's my problem. I um painted over the top of my old paint scheme, like literally. I didn't bother. I didn't bother stripping it because it just wasn't a huge option. So, um, so, so I I stripped mine because it was a spray uh spray silver base coat and then just caked on like a blue wash to give it a blue metallic look. So I stripped it off yeah. to get rid of the uh, that excess blue wash that didn't add like you know like the Clarence mini look. But I didn't want to start adding more paint on top of that. So yeah, I, I was kind of stripping is not really an option I've really had. For this because it's it just i wasn't going to get it done in the time frame when i've never stripped minis before uh conversation for another day warhammer is well 40k <sighs> is preparing for ninth edition and we've got but not going to be a huge conversation just like th there's been a few things that's been announced some of which the community has gone ah other which the community has gone eh. i mean well ultimately it's so really too early to say anything about that about the game at this point but just an initial conversation i yeah. guess so I, i'm gonna start here real quick with when eighth edition came out there was the core books that came out and they said this is it this is the core everything that's going to change after this will be via codex which they, now i we don't have think they're edition. doing this time yeah yeah so and now we have ninth edition so um i i know i heard that somewhere i know i read that somewhere i know it was talked about yeah but they was talking specifically I, about eighth edition at the time they never said there'd yeah. never be another edition well no that's what they said that the way i understood it when they were talking about that was they said that this was it it all changes from here on out we're going to be through the codex and i can't I think, remember i think where you're I overthinking it. what they said no i know what you're saying yeah. but i think you're overthinking yeah. their comment because that is what happened. Um, yeah. Because the game was released, everybody had rules, and then yep. every codex drop happened, and then it all changed. That That is how the game worked, but that doesn't mean that they were never going to do a new edition for a game. Yeah. So, so The big and, and, thing that they've released this week is a hint on Overwatch being changed. So Overwatch appears to be something you have to pay for now, as opposed to just being a blanket rule. Um, yeah, from what I saw, you have to spend command points in order to do Overwatch. Yep, so Fire Overwatch is one command point. Uh, however, Overwatch itself has changed as well. This is massively going to impact uh, gunline armies. So the Tau community Tau. are up in ears. Uh, not up in ears, up in arms, rather. But here's, here's my take on it, and I know you've heard part of this already george so i do apologize there's a couple of things that 40k have not gotten right for editions at this point overwatch is one of them it's either been completely useless or massively underpowered in every edition since it was introduced tau have been a problem for the game in some people's opinions i don't think tower as broken as people make them out to be personally um, but they've been, they've been a problem for competitive players for a long time. 
Uh, and Overwatch was a huge part of that because George charges me with his single unit of whatever it is, and my entire army gets to shoot at it for nothing. And it's not quite as yeah. simple as that. But and the other side of the coin is that combat hasn't really worked properly for additions either. Um, I mean, I'm I'm an old Blood Angels player. Uh, granted, the tactics of Blood Angels have changed a lot now. But what, back when it was a close combat army, you never got to combat because you were destroyed before you got into before you got into yeah. close combat almost every time. Uh, and that wasn't just a Tau thing; that was an everybody thing. Um, yeah. It's something rules. I mean, I'm not hating on the game, but for 40k has not been a perfect. It, it, it is not a perfect game. It never will be a perfect world. A perfect game doesn't exist. But I don't have a problem with them trying to change this because it hasn't worked. They need to change this. And realistically, I mean, Blood Angels used to be Death Company, Assault Marines, da 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 Now you, don't, you pretty much don't use any of that in Blood Angels, which really sucks because they were the favourites for me. One of the reasons why I sold everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just Tao's turn that their tactics are going to change. Uh, just because your Overwatch isn't what it used to be, unless it is what it used to be, because there's nothing that says that they can't add stratagems specifically to, for Tao to get around it. But I suspect what you're going to have is that your actual game strategy is going to have to change, like everybody else's has had to. Mm-hmm. Um, Tao haven't had to change their strategy since, hell, 5th edition. No, 6th edition. When the Riptide came out, they really haven't had to change the strategy since the Riptide. Yeah. Like, minor changes, um, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, um, the, the one thing that was announced and released with uh, with ninth edition that I liked, uh, it will it will help cut down on the soup, as it's called. Yeah, and this is where like you take like, you know, um, words are hard. Uh, so you take uh, God, what do they call them? Uh, the drones? No, 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 no. Like uh, your outrider um, detachment. You, yeah, your detachment. You take like three different detachments from three different armies to maximize effectiveness because of oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that stuff and now they're they're one thing they're talking about ninth is giving more benefits to you only have space wolves in your army so you get this benefit because you don't have extra detachments from other armies so which I, was something that like, was supposed to happen with eighth edition and just never did well no because they had this whole detachment thing and that was still just a thing um that being said you know my space wolves the way i have it planned out well i will always have a knight detachment when, once i get that uh iron wolf finished um uh the other thing i do i did like when i when i uh saw the uh um the some of the stuff primary stuff for ninth was it makes my uh, idea of doing the the dark angels a little more viable because they're they release primary spikes i do like the looks of yeah. those um, I, part of me does want to get the little ATV thing and paint it up like paint it up like the Puma with a uh, Griff and um Simmons. <laughs> oh, I like that idea. I actually, I love the memes regarding the vehicle you're talking like the giant go kart. Uh, and I get yeah. why people. It's it's a very bland looking bike, which is why people are going. Oh, it's so boring. Uh, I actually kind of it fits with it fits with everything they've been doing. I mean, it has no suspension, but that's okay. The Sky Raven doesn't have wings that work. It's a flying brick. None of the vehicles in 40K make any sense at all. Um, like, you can't tell me sor- that this is only just starting to occur to you now. Uh, Sorry, the, Storm the Raven, Land Raiders. Yes. The, the, the Land Raiders, I thought, were they, they made kind of sense. You mean the giant tractor? Uh, the one that where it has the opening in the front or they can exit from the side behind uh, weapon sponsons? 
Yeah, I was calling it a tractor the, because that's in in canon what it actually was originally. Oh, okay. Um, or am I thinking of the Rhino? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. But the the Land Raider I thought made sense. Uh, the Storm Wolf, the uh, the the Space Wolf only flying transport. Um, yeah, their version of the sense. Storm Raven. Yeah, which um, yeah. So I mean, for the record, I love the Storm Raven. It was one of my favorite things, but it doesn't work conceptually. Like if you tried to make yeah. that fly, it would not. Uh, the Storm Raven, the Storm Wolf, or whatever it was called, wouldn't either. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fiction. It doesn't have to make sense. And hey, right. if you want to make it a go kart, make it a go kart. Buy ten of them, paint one as Wario, send it to me in the mail. We'll do our own yeah. double. Oh, oh no, we need to buy a whole heap of them. We need to do Mario Kart Double Dash. We need to do this now. No, I'm oh. on board with your idea. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I will say is. I do like how they are fleshing out the Primaris line. Yes, they what needed I to do, do that not, quite desperately. Now, now, what I don't like about them fleshing out the Primaris line is, what does that say for all of this other existing stuff? Now, granted, you know, like, some of your special characters will still be used and stuff like that. Well, what, what about the normal TAC Marines? You know, are, are, are they losing their place in, in the game now? Uh, potentially, but it's going to depend on how the rules work. I mean... Yeah, so, and, and I mean, sure, rules addition changes, you know, a great way to make money because everyone has to buy books. Uh, I th- I think what's, uh, I, I believe they, they announced that this is the first time that everything will also be available digitally for this edition as well. Uh, yes, which is, so again, editions overdue. They did this with yeah. the Age of Sigmar already. I don't understand why it wasn't already happening with 40K um dollar signs i mean ma- mass producing books you know the more you make of something the cheaper it is yeah and but they sell them books. for like they're making a bigger profit on the digital stuff like massively bigger profit well yeah, the, the, so and I, and I think another another part of that was too is uh while a majority of the community did have that technology there's still some people that don't have that technology so that is true uh, but they're not saying that they're going to stop making books no no they're not they're not i think they're just realizing that there's enough of the community now that has this technology that they're going to support all of it on this technology yeah if that makes sense um ninth edition i i'm actually keen to see how ninth edition goes i mean i can't say i'm as excited about ninth edition right now as i was about eighth edition when it was first came out um but to be fair eighth edition didn't end up delivering on the promises that it made to me um, which is why I never ended up playing it. Yeah. So, um, and, and what they did were, were trying to do is they were trying to pull from the success of what Age of Sigmar has seen with its, the way the rules are set up. Age of Sigmar is yeah. so much more successful with the rules that they have right now than when it was first launched because they made a foolish choice to do a lot of testing with that and killed the way fantasy worked. But they they, they gotten... made a foolish decision and they tried to make it Magic the Gathering, but with minis. Um, right. I, I didn't but, have a problem with it, but I could understand why people did. And for those with the salt, I turn around to you and look at you in the camera and say, it's time to get over it. H Sigma is a good game. Whether you want to play it or not, it's a good game. Yeah, the, the problem is, is for the people... I know, I know a guy, he has to... He had to redo an entire army because of the way the rules changed, though. So, that, I yeah. can understand. But that happens so, That happens in every game. Or, like That happens with... That's Games Workshop in a nutshell. It always yeah, has been. So, 
Yeah. Well, not with fantasy. Fantasy never did that before. This is the power creep. This, yeah. Well, not so much the power creep is the, just the because power the, creep's always been a problem. It's what I hate most yeah. about the company. Well, yeah. That that no, I'm talking like the way they went from the rank and file to the skirmish for the entire game. Oh, like yeah, because everything's new. That's and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's what the problem was because uh, a lot of people were frowned upon from showing up with the square bases because that allowed for easier pile-in because a square base is shorter on some sides than... Yeah, mm. but... Yeah, but at the same time, the rules specifically said that they didn't have to do it. Oh, yeah. So, but, the, and that's where, so, you know, to be so, fair, you know, like, round bases look nicer too. Again, sorry, but it's a fact. Um, unless, but, unless it's rank and file and then it looks pretty. And there's, I don't think there's anything better than a, a bunch of, um, uh, what's that called? Uh, dwarves all ranked and file wearing armor, you know, just moving as a massive unit to wreck havoc. Um, yeah. And, and look, for, for so, those that still want to play rank and file, ninth, ninth edition was created by the fans for a reason. And hey, yeah. Kings of War is an amazing game. Yeah. Look at Kings of War. But, but my digression, yeah, my digression onto that was that they they were saying we're trying to pull all the success of Sigmar into 40k and they didn't. They just they did it was like, oh, cool. So it's going to be kind of like this. And, oh, they're not doing that? Why? That's the brilliant thing. That yeah. that was the one thing that I loved about Sigmar was at the start of a turn, you roll dice. Whoever rolled highest, they went. So you could have the bottom, and then you go on the top and have an advantage versus you're either always behind because your opponent goes before you and, you know, the randomness of the game. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's great. But I I really liked how that worked. Um, The, the other thing I did not like, like about eighth edition initially that I am kind of liking, um, but it's still it's still hard with some some of the army builds. Is the uh, d- the um, the way they're doing units like an outrider detachment? You have to have so many fast yeah. attacks, and then I- I've had problems with the detachments from the moment they were introduced in seventh edition. Uh, to yeah. be fair, they fixed most of the issues that I had, but I still had problems with them. Just conceptually, yeah. I've had a problem with that from day one. Because it was so. designed to be broken. And when you design a game to be broken, it gets broken and then people don't have fun. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's always that person that takes the game too seriously and too competitively. And I'm going to say this because there's a person that, you know, he's constantly posting, looking for games, and I don't want to go play because of how he plays. Yeah. I mean, we, we all know that person. Um, mm-hmm. I know that person as well. Uh, and I will not play with that person either. In fact, I, I know that person twice. <laughs> um, one of which has been caught cheating in Malifaux more than once, therefore I won't play with him. And another one who I caught bragging about destroying new people to games that I will not play with. Um, right. The person, who I will not name, not that he listens, that I know of, uh, the person that is the reason why I will not touch warmer hordes because I know it's yeah. not just him that's like it. Um, look, for me, the biggest problem I had with the 8th edition is when 8th edition was brought, it was promised to be a different game. It was going to be a balanced mm-hmm. game. Everything was going to be even. And the moment that the very first codex came out, that promise was It stopped. They're yep. never going yep. to deliver that. And I know that. I'm not expecting them to deliver what they should deliver because they're not capable of it. And that's fine. 
because they don't want they don't want to make games they want to make models and the way they do business is how they sell their stuff i get that it's Mm -hmm. fine it's their strategy it's just not the way i like games to be in saying that it's highly likely I'm buying Necrons. I really a hundred percent. It's I've already been looking at them, and there was only one reason why I hadn't bought them already because the models were all boring, and I was going to get sick of painting them. It's likely I'm going to buy these. It doesn't mean I'm going to play. See, as opposed to the Eldar that I brought and made the joke about earlier, I was never going to buy an Eldar army. I bought those as a painting project, uh, which I haven't touched. But I'm not building an Eldar army. I had an Eldar army that I bought secondhand once, played with it a few times and got rid of it because it just doesn't suit my gaming style. I'm not going to be playing Eldar. Uh, I love Eldar, and there's certain things in Eldar that I absolutely love. Uh, the Fire Prism is possibly the fa- my, my most favorite vehicle in the game, even now. God, if shipping wasn't so expensive, I would just send you some. What, Eldar? Yeah, so when I was... No, Elder. When I was going through and cleaning my house... Where oh, that's right. You there. found an army. <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that. I, I, yeah, I found an Eldar army, like, 90% unpainted. And I'm like, huh, I have an Eldar army. Huh. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, right. I, yeah so I'm not sitting JP, here saying that I'm getting... <laughs> I'm not saying that I that I'm getting back into 40k. I'm not saying that I'm not either because I've been going back and forth on this pretty much since we started because I was yeah. almost going to build a Katachan army at one point. Um at, at one point when I first saw the Howling Banshees, I went, "Ooh, maybe I could buy an Eldar army." Yeah. I, I found a box by the way, so I should be getting that out in the post to you here soon. I got to pay for it first. Um yeah. but in saying okay. that, um Necrons are cool. They just are. So and there's I, no I more green rocks. See, so now here, here's where the hate's going to come at me. I bet. I yeah, like no, the because green rods. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people did. I, I don't actually. I was deliberately baiting you there. I, I don't have huge. <laughs> like they were good when they first started, but I don't think they've aged very well. Um, because the stuff without Fair. the green yeah. rods that's available now makes the older stuff look really bad. Yeah. So, but if I were to do an Ekron army, I could probably do, you know, I'd have it painted in like two weeks because I just rattle can everything silver and then I dunk it in a a quick shade, you know, and and get that cleaned off to where, you know, it was, was, you know, you know, properly covering the model and then dry brush it. Guess what? It's done. Oh, you paint the eyes. Do some Um, up in detail. It's it's done. (laughs) About the only thing I'm holding off on at this point is, well, A, I'm still tempted by Catacan, but the Catacan models are so old, it's the same problem as the old Necrons. Yeah, so, um, so, so I was actually I was actually looking, so to, to side note again, right? So I've got a Slime Marlboro on the way. I've got a yep. Colonel. And I was just like, ooh. So I started looking through, and I was just like, oh, I could just have like a little cool, you know, Catacan, you know, like maybe actually spend the money and have someone do a really good job of painting it and just you know, have it sit there. But then I look through and it's just like, the, there's the other Colonel that's got like the bionic arm and like half his rib cage. And then yeah, the, the Takana, whatever guy. his name is. He's amazing. Yeah, they're still metal. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate on metal minis. I do. But, well, but the plastic ones look so much better and they've done Sly because, well, it's Sly. And then they've done this, you know, special release. They better be doing the the other two uh, characters for the the catch the I think the Catachan needs a complete new release. And if that happens, I will buy and I will play. But I, 
I think if that was going to happen, it probably would have already. Uh, and it's Colonel Ironhand Strucken that you were talking about. Yeah. And then there's the sergeant that's got like the big uh, machine gun. Giant like gun. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, like for sure, if those two were plastic, I'd want to get those two as well. And even if they just sit on the box, just have those four boxes of, of those guys for, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because, well, uh, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens with Ninth Edition, mainly because... When 8th edition came out, it did genuinely bring a lot of people back to the hobby. Like people talk about how it brought new people to the hobby. I'm not convinced that it did. I think it's just people returning to the game. Because the, the one thing that you found in your area was that a lot of people that were playing the game you wanted to play went back to 40k. Exactly the same thing uh, happened everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's the only downside of this, which is that... As much as they're trying to make moves, most of the moves they're making aren't attracting huge new people to the hobby. It's just restructuring where the current people are. I mean, it do, we are getting new people in the hobby, but not to the ground that I think most of us want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I will say this, though. Um, I, I was already set on getting back into it and doing Space Wolves before 8th edition was announced. I started getting it back in 7th. And like literally a month and a half later, they're like, oh, hey, we're doing 8th. And I'm like, oh, so what should I be getting then? Yeah. Or no. No, I got back in right at 8th because I got two uh, two halves of the Dark Imperium box. That's how I got back. So yeah, 8th edition did bring me back. 8th edition made me buy in. Because initially I said that I was getting back into the game and I went back on that once the codexes started getting released. Because um, I actually, my Blood Angels had been on the army just before it was announced. And then I went, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't sell them because this actually looks really exciting. And genuinely it did. Like I said, 8th edition mm -hmm. when it was first released was released as a balanced game. And the promise was that it was going to stay that way. But it didn't, which is why I still ended up selling my Blood Angels. I have no regrets. Well, I don't regret selling my Blood Angels, but at the same time, I do. Um, so the thing is, in order for my Blood Angels to have worked, I would have had to have rebrought most of it anyway. Because even though I'm saying Blood Angels, you really have to play with the Primaris to make them actually work. And mm -hmm. that's not what I wanted. would have wanted to do. Because if, if I was going to do that, I may as well buy a new army anyway. Um, but look, yeah, I'm back well, in it. Well, um, yeah. at this particular point in time, me getting back in from a model standpoint is happening. Uh, I already have several people lined up to buy the Space Marines half of the box. Uh, it's just going to depend on what the price is, which I suspect is going to annoy me. Right. But that'll be a discussion actually, for another day. I actually haven't looked at that box yet. It's a good quality box. Uh, I would not say that it's the best box that they've ever released, which is what they're saying. Um, it's a real, it's a good quality box though. Everything in the box is new. Uh, it comes with a hell of a lot of stuff in it. Uh, a limited edition rule book, which I don't really care about. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Let's see, where's the where's it at? No. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Are you looking for um, the box contents? Yes, I am. Like, I'm. Well, I'm just. I'm looking for the box itself. You really there we go, right? No. Ooh. Okay, can we go back for a second and talk about the new Fabius Vile Mini? Sure. That looks amazing. I had one of the old pewter ones, and I thought that was one of the coolest ones back in the day. This looks flat out amazing. Uh, I have not seen the box. Where's the box? Thank you, Bruce. Um, so much dead air right now. <laughs> Helps if I press the button. Okay, so you got a Primaris Captain. 
which is very similar to the ones that was in the video. There's a Primaris Lieutenant, because of course there's a Primaris Lieutenant. There's a new Chaplain, the Judicar, and I still can't figure out why that Judicar is not a Chaos Marine, but anyway. Yeah, you're getting that's... Um... Blade Guard Veterans, which is the equivalent of your Honor Guard now, or at least appears to be. There's a Blade Guard Ancient, which is a guy with a flag. Uh, Eradicators, which is guys with heavy plasma. Uh, Assault Intercessor Squads, which is the new guys with the chainsaws, and your biker guys, as in the regular biker guys. I actually do like the new bikers, by the way. Yeah. The Necrons, uh, you get Bruce? the brand new Overlord. Yeah, Bruce. You get it. Uh, yep. Um, so we just need to figure out how to, yeah, you and I just split the box, because I'll, I'll, I'll take your Marines. <laughs> yeah, but it would cost me more to ship it to you than what they're worth. Right, yeah. No, that's that's the problem. Um, stupid thing called the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, I know, right? Uh there's a Royal Warden, which is the other character for the Necrons that comes with it. Uh, Plasmancer, which is a stupid name for anything. Although I, I do like the model, because he looks like he's kind of floating. The Crypto Thralls, which rumours suggest they might be the replacements for Flayed Ones. I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll see. The Score Peck Lord, which is the giant monster at the end of the video. And then the Score Peck Destroyers, which is the other guys with the blades in the video. And then the plasma site, which is the cutest Necron thing I've ever seen. He's just so cute. He's standing on a little rock with a scarab on it. He's got oh, this little yeah, head, head that's hanging out of a shell. He's cute. And then you got the Canopic, uh, Canoptic Reanimator, uh, which apparently is literally that. It's something that helps reanimate your enemies. Sorry, um, your troops. And then there's a picture of scarabs. The scarabs come with the warriors. So it's like, as far as value is concerned, depending on what the price is, like it's a good box set. I don't think this should be a limited box set. I think it's not, but this should have been the starter set. It should have been. Oh, is it, it, it going like to be a limited cakes. box? This is a limited box, again. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. I have a feeling that starter set-wise, all they're going to do is swap the book out of the current one, and they'll just re-release Dark Vengeance, which yeah. is so exciting. I mean, I, I didn't buy so, that box set for a reason, so... Yeah. I will I will say this um the uh the bikes uh it, it depends I don't know how I want to do my dark angels army I've got the one half of the shadow spear which and then I found out that um and I had the great idea of doing the uh, amboth uh conversions as a uh what are the space marines in the space marine armor the um the big ones um the space marine inside a space marine yeah what, what were they called the um it starts with C. Yeah. No, it, it does start with C, and I cannot remember what it's called. Um, they're the big ones. They're the big ones. What are they called? This is how terrible we are, Bruce. We're talking about a game that and we, we don't. I, I will say the, the new Primaris Lieutenant in Phobos Armor does look pretty good. Pretty cool pose as I go by it. Um, what are they called? Uh, Centurions. That's it. So uh, I was I was going to do uh, uh, Ambots instead of Centurions as Centurions. And then I found out that, oh, it doesn't look like Dark Angels can take Centurions. And the reason why I want to do Dark Angels is so I can do the Lion and Wolf stratagem because I already have Space Wolves. So if I'm going to do another army, yeah. I'm going to do something like that uh, where there's a stratagem that says, if you have these two armies. So uh, uh, I think we've uh, I think we've talked about this for a while yeah. now, though. So Look, uh, as I said, it's too early to really know anything that's happening with this. All we've seen is tiny, minute teasers. Uh, and yes, sorry, it was Melter. It wasn't Plasma. Sorry. Um, 
It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the game. I don't expect that this edition of the game is going to fix the biggest problem I've always had with 40k. Um, but that's fine. This game is not for me. Uh, but I'm probably buying. I'm probably buying. Uh, like Necrons wise, at least anyway. And it just means that hey, maybe I'll have a casual game with my mates occasionally, and because I actually will be able to. Yeah. Um, or hey, maybe I, I'll just buy stuff the, and uh, sit in the box. Right. I, I I probably will get the uh the the executioner guy because that's such an awesome looking mini, and oh, how he's yeah. not chaos. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. The the new oh, the new models are a good step forward because the old ones had no character and didn't fit into the world that they were supposed to be living in. So they're fixing that problem. Yeah. But otherwise, um, events. Upcoming events, 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 events. Okay. Um, so Gen Con is cancelled. We knew that already. However, like I said last week, sorry, last fortnight, uh, they are doing an online event still on the same dates, July 30th until the 2nd of August. Uh, you can get the details of that at the Gen Con website, GenCon.com. PAX Australia, two days ago, also announced that it's cancelled. I might have cried a little bit on the inside. Um, they are you were also doing the doing drop tweet of that, thing. right? I was planning to, yes. Yeah. Um, so they are also doing something online, October 9th till October 11th. Uh, you can get details at online.paxsite.com. Uh, however, there is an actual in-person event that's happening in the Netherlands. Yay, it's the Netherlands. That's not very helpful to us. But it's being hosted by, by our friend Michelle, so that's all right. Thousand Point Drop Fleet Tournament, 9 a.m. July 11th in Nijmegen. It's being hosted by Thunder Terrain, which shouldn't really surprise us. Um, the event details can be found within the Drop Fleet Commander Community Facebook page. And just on a side note to Lewis, if he's listening, in the Rubble Slam Facebook page, there's a thing that tells everybody where everybody lives and you should, like, sticky it into the group so that people can find it all the time because I keep on losing the thread. Uh, but otherwise, I think that's it. I think so. Um, uh, th thank you to uh, our, our Patreon supporters. Um, uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash getting tables. Uh, we're, we're actually r running a lot of stuff through there now. I think, what was it? Uh, that we, we put the, the video version of this up through there. Yeah, the, yep. then we launched the video version and the audio version same day to the public. Um, JP says it's a uh, ten thousand percent worth it. So uh, thank you, JP. Um, that's another thing you get to do if if you are a Patreon supporter. You actually get to listen to this live as we record it. And since we are doing a video, you get to see us record. Uh, we just need to figure out how to um, minimize the tiles. You know, no offense, JP, we we love you here, but you know, you're kind of ruining our our little our our little <laughs> thing here with our our logo and and the two of us and, and socks when he's back and hopefully he does a cam. So, um, <laughs> no, no, you're fine, you're fine. It just it, it's the little things that that, that I'm going to worry about. Um, Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/slash getting tabled. Um, we run everything through there. Uh, I, I swear, Literally. I'm going to start tweeting more. Yeah, yeah, I need to as well. Yeah. I was actually going through our Twitter yesterday. I, I, I got on Twitter the other day and then got off. Oh. Our Twitter is <laughs> at getting tabled. Yeah, phrasing. Uh, the website is gettingtabled.weebly.com. Uh, I don't know if we actually um, said what the Patreon is, but it's patreon.com slash gettingtabled. Look, I did. anything that you can help, please do. Um, it's $2 a month, like literally it's $2 a month, uh, and you get early access to literally everything that we do. 
So thank now, you, that, everybody, that, that being, supports us. Yeah, and that being said, you know, if you have like your own website thing or something like that that we were talking with Alan about, uh, if you support us through that and you have that, and we do it at that level, you know, we will do you know advertising for you as well. You know, adver- advertising does a lot. Um, so it's yeah, the, we're, I, we're, the only reason that the hot LG ever got off the ground. Hot LG. That's what I said. Uh, you, I heard LG. <laughs> no matter. Anyways, um, I mean, I. I'm enjoying this one a lot, this venture a lot more, just because we could talk about more stuff. Um, uh, There's a couple stories about that, JP. Um, I'm enjoying this a lot more. I I, I appreciate everyone who's tuning in and watching and checking this out. Uh, I'm having more fun. It's, you know, we could talk about different topics and stuff like that. So I'm enjoying this. And if you're here listening, I hope you enjoy it too, as much as I'm enjoying doing it. So thank you, everyone. Thank you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.